Before we start the show, we just wanted to take a moment to thank you, our listeners, for your support. This podcast is a labor of love, and we are so grateful for everyone who has taken the time to listen, to share a praise report or a prayer request, to leave a review, or even share our pod with a friend. You mean the world to us. We recently launched a monthly sponsorship option to help us keep bringing you new episodes. So if you can, please consider subscribing. You can find the link in our show notes. And if you can't, commit to a monthly sponsorship. Please consider leaving us a review or sharing with a friend. Doing so helps us reach new people and helps us keep the show going. Thank you so much. Now, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another creative, colorful, and crafty episode of Yes, Jesus! I'm Daniel Franzese. As always, I'm here with my bestie. I think I'm still Azariah Southworth. <laughs> it's you, man. It's me. And here at Yes, Jesus, we believe... God loves to quilt with all the fabrics of the rainbow. God is the creator, but we are the work of his hands. And idle hands are the devil's playground. So let's do some macrame for the Lord. Um, and we're going to start doing that uh, crafty business, uh, letting you know some Christian news. First, we got some news from the White House, and it is good LGBTQ news from... The White House. You have heard this correctly. It is good LGBTQ news from the White House. President Biden is nominating a lesbian rabbi and LGBTQ advocate to the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom. Rabbi Sharon Kleinbaum serves as a spiritual leader of a congressional Bayat Simchat Torah in New York City. She was installed as CB. ST's first rabbi in 1992, arriving at the height of the AIDS crisis when the synagogue was in desperate need of pastoral and spirit, pastoral care and spiritual leadership. Um, it is not easy for those callings, especially during something like the AIDS crisis. And under her leadership as senior rabbi, CBST has become a powerful voice in the movement for equality and justice for people of all sexual orientations, gender identities, and expressions. Wow. So that's cool. That's such good news. That is good news. And the reason it's a good it's good news and a good move is because the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom was set up under the Trump administration. And with Rabbi Kleinbaum's nomination, the commission will be much, much, much more <laughs> LGBTQ inclusive than it was. Here's what the White House said. Sharon Kleinbaum's longtime leadership of congregation Beth Simchat Torah and her outspoken activism have made her a powerful voice for religious freedom, LGBTQ rights, and other human rights in America and around the world. So, snaps to Rabbi snaps Sharon to Kleinbaum. That's so awesome. Praise God for that. For little miracles, we're every day are happening for us um, in the White House. And now, we, this brings us to our praise report and our prayer request portion of the show. This is where if you have to ask God for a little bit something extra will help you by adding it to our prayer list or if you're just a little you have just you're just filled with gratitude that you want to shout it from the mountaintops well we'll amplify your hallelujah um, this is a prayer request coming to us from Sophie the prayer request is also a little bit of gay Christian news too I'm an actor and a teaching artist in Chicago and I've been working with an organization called Christian Youth Theater oh I would have loved that as a teacher director overnight camp director and as you might expect our staff is full of many LGBTQ plus and affirming Christian slash allies but 
Our board of directors and executives are not. For a while, my friends and I were happy to be doing the work on the front lines of the company, creating an affirming space for the students, but it got to the point where we were all tired of guessing where the company stood when it came to supporting our queer staff. We sent a letter to the board with 70-plus co-signers, staff, and volunteers that expressed the LGBTQ plus community's need for clarity and support in their organization. After a full year of working for the company while maintaining lengthy conversations with the board on the matter, they served the staff a statement of, quote, faith and Christian education that defines the very, quote, traditional values of the company, and all staff mm. is expected to sign it with their contracts. Mm. I've attached a copy. It's rough. Wow. What's big TW? Big trigger warning. That's what Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, trigger warning. Here it goes. Um, it's rough. But my colleagues and I have been organizing to push back on this policy. We've been getting some local media attention and lots of shares on social media, but still no response from the board of directors. At least 215 teachers have signed our petition, stating that we will resign if the policy doesn't change. And we've started an Instagram page to share our message to a united and clear way. We're interested in change, but if we don't get it, we are very much done. We are already in talks of creating a new company. There'll be an affirming place for all staffs and students. We ask for your prayers that will be heard by the board and that their minds will be open to a new policy that supports all of their staff or that a new company will rise from its ashes. We will see the positive work that is the intersection of faith and art can do in the lives of children. And we hope this company will see the light. Thank you for your beautiful work on your podcast. I sent it to so many students who are looking for a safe space to engage with scripture. And I'm so glad you exist for them. And for me too, of course, Sophie. Sophie, wow. wow, you have a tough challenge ahead of you, but it sounds like you guys are doing the right thing. You're organizing, you're mobilizing, you are uh, resisting, and uh, you are putting together a plan. And you're not yeah. gonna let that plan stop you. If they say no, you're still gonna say yes to your calling. And I think that that's yeah. what's important. Honestly. And, you know, Howard Thurman, who wrote an excellent book called uh, Jesus and the Disinherited, uh, says, said something great in, in it. And I'm sure I've shared it on this podcast before. It's one of my favorite quotes, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, contact without genuine fellowship breeds hatred. So continue to try to develop that genuine fellowship that you can with the board. They know what you're doing. They're well aware, but they are uh, turning a blind eye to you right now. But keep speaking that truth to power. And as the Bible says, if they don't receive you, dust the, you know, the dust off your shoes and move on, honey. And but, continue to hold them accountable. It's like yes. we did here with Walsh University. I mean, we've we've come, we've been to a lot of people who want to share, um, a lot of queer LGBTQ plus people who would like to share their creative uh, gifts with the Christian community. And um, when there's a pushback, we need to speak up about it. Amen. All right. Praise report. Are you ready? Let's do it. As Let's get our praise on. <laughs> this comes from Abigail. She says, I've just started listening to the podcast and I love it so far. Thank you for making space for me to love Jesus as well. I'd like to share with you this poem. And she shared a link with us. So we'll link that in the show notes as well as our social media. Um, but it's titled God is Gay. And it's by Elliot Darrow. Uh, and uh, Abigail says that he performed it at the National College Poetry Slam. Well, I'm excited to listen to that. I don't know if we could play that on air, but we are definitely going to link it on our social media. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Abigail. Yes, thank you, Abigail. Uh, we're going to take a little break right now. I'll be right back with our scripture of the day. 
And now we're back with the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. It's soul food. That's right. As we're back with the scripture of the day, tell us what it is. Me hungry. It is Exodus 35, 35. The Lord has filled them with skill to do every kind of work done by an artisan or by a designer or by an embroiderer in blue, purple, and crimson yarns and in fine linen or by a weaver, by any sort of artisan or skilled designer. I love this, Exodus, Azzy. I love this. 35. I love this scripture of the day because this just reeks of queer people to me. Like, I think that, you know, we all all of the art and the skills and the amazing things that we do. And, you know, my definition of talent is when God shines a light on you and gives you some gifts and then you use those gifts to be reflective surface so other people can bask in the light. And boy, do we have a light on our show today. Mm -hmm. Today, we are talking about arts and crafts. Yes, because who doesn't like a good crafty girl? You know what I'm saying? We love a little craft. I'm crafting all over my mom's house right now. My nieces are macaroni <laughs> gluing to a paper paint. I'm wearing tie-dye. I, you know, I just redid the closets with the TikTok contact paper and I'm, uh, I'm poster board shelf thing. You're doing seed art? I'm sure you are. It's been great. And, you know, let me tell you something. I was just scrolling through TikTok the way you do. Follow me at What's Up Danny on TikTok, okay, if you know what's good for you. And I ran across the most amazing quilted project. Yes. And did you know, did you know that churches also have quilting circles? And it's pretty much little old ladies who sit in their church basement making quilts and me next to them sometimes. Um, At least that's what the freaking deacons Ross. Murray's church is doing. And what are those quilts for? Well, they're advertised as being made for world hunger. Well, what do they do? Eat the quilt? Sometimes. It depends. Um, you, you can also sell it, um, but I, I don't okay. know. This is Ross Murray's church. Well, this quilt I'm talking about was not made by a little lady in a church basement, although I love those quilts that they put <laughs> along the side of the church, you know, all the different ones. Like, I live for them. I'm like, ooh, they use silver lame. Um, but... <laughs> But this, okay, this is not, this quilt that I saw was amazing. It is not made by a little old lady in a church basement. There is a guy named Matthew Bordreau or Mr. Domestic. Did I say mm-hmm. that correctly? Did I say your name correctly? No, it's Boudreau. Boudreau, okay. We're going back. <laughs> Boudreau, okay. <laughs> I'm so bad. Okay. Okay, but this quilt was not made by a little lady in a church basement. There is a guy named Matthew Boudreau or Mr. Domestic. He made a conversion therapy quilt. Hmm. Now, this is a really cool concept. Okay, so I reached out to him to explain this project to us. What is a conversion therapy quilt? He's here with us. Hello, Matthew. Hi. This is so crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Honestly, like, I don't think there will ever be a more important quilt that I make. And like Mm. the fact that like y'all saw it and now I'm on here chatting about it. It's really cool that um, it's putting people in my path that are on the same journey. And I'm just so grateful for the both of you. Well, I haven't described the quote yet because I really wanted people to hear it from you because honestly, when I, it really moved, both Azzy and I went to conversion therapy. So like when I, whenever I see something like this, we immediately forward it to each other and we were geeking mm-hmm. out over this. Can you describe how you built it, what it looks like, the concept? Yeah. So there's this gorgeous applique rainbow of the United States 
where mm -hmm. each state is a unique rainbow color. It's a gradient going all the way across on a sea of teal quoys that I thought would be a great representation of the potential that America could be, right? That's what I hope that most people are aspiring to with this country, but as we know, that's not the journey that everyone is on. So mm -hmm. I had an idea to then cover up all of the states where conversion therapy was still legal and gray. And I hired this amazing long armor in Canada. I threw down some cash. I wanted the quilting to be like immaculate. He spent so much energy, like kind of mimicking the topography or what, what was special in mm -hmm. the area. He was quilting it. So it's like gorgeous underneath. The fact that I had to cover up so much of it in gray, it's just heartbreaking. But it's like, I know there's a beautiful quilt underneath it. But for now, there's a bunch of states that are covered in gray because conversion therapy is still legal there. And as each state bans it on the day that it becomes legal, I will remove the gray from the state and it'll be a big old drama thing and I'll make a video and like show people on TikTok and it'll get around. And it's a great way to, to keep that in the presence of mind of my community mm -hmm. and then just keep the conversation going in general. It's like a socially aware advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, I'm so into it. I am so into it. What, what was the, th like, th I mean, where were you when you came up with this idea? Um, on the internet. I have no idea what I was doing. I mean, my, my phone tells me that I spend 10 hours a day on my phone. I don't remember that. So I have no idea. But, um, I think like one of my friends, like we kind of had the same idea at the, at the same time. And then I was like, Hey, I want to build this. Cause it was my story and she's not queer. And so, um, yeah, I just did. I'm a dad. So it's like, I'm a gay dad which is a unique perspective. I don't know a lot a lot of gay dads out there, but as soon as I became a parent, it's like all of the wrongs out there became so apparent for me. And the one thing that is the easiest thing for me to do as a dad is to unconditionally love my kid. And the, the idea that a parent would torture their child because something about their child's truth would make them question their values instead of immediately unconditionally loving a child breaks my heart that that should never occur so, sadly mm -hmm. those parents are not good enough for that child so um i just became really passionate about it and a lot of what i do with mr domestic is to try and help and and create a space that's safe for especially lgbtq plus youth um anywhere i am people know that and i'll do what i need to do to make sure that it's inclusive so it's safe for them and a lot of LGBTQ plus kids. I think it's because I'm, I mean, right now I'm dressed as a magical rainbow unicorn. And this is kind of like <laughs> my, my, my status quo. So it's like it draws them in and it's a great honor. And this quilt is like the penultimate of all of that. You know, you found so a way to sort of, uh, so you found a way to sort of reach a group of people who normally wouldn't maybe get this message. Like, you know, I don't think that like the sewing circles in the basements of churches are ne necessarily having a conversation about gender or equality or whatever while they're doing that sort of thing and then you you know but quilting old ladies be knowing how to quilt like it's like you know you you're able to reach some of the most staunch and uh held opinions that are you know and able to educate people i think it's a beautiful thing and that's part of what made it why I, I flipped the switch and said, yes, I have to do this. It's like the first three or four years of Mr. Domestic, I did what most gay people do. I assimilated. 
I tolerated microaggressions. I was like, I did what I had to do to fit in with the little old ladies because I knew how to do that. I grew up in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. That's my mom, like a mm hundred -hmm. of them in a room. Um, so, so that's what I, that's what I had in my life. And I, and I wanted to do that. So that's where all of this came from. So the, are you saying that the inspiration from this quilt is from trying to shift the tide of what you yeah, grew up it, in? It became a part of my mission with Mr. Domestic, because it's like, I, I still think it's weird that people follow me. Like really, I'm just a dude that was making stuff and I have a lot of fun. And then all these people want to be on my journey and I created a business out of it. But yeah, it's like, I knew for some reason, I say this and it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of sad. I'm a lot of people's gateway gay into accepting oh, honey. and loving someone <laughs> who's gay. Like for some mm. reason I have that quality and I knew that I had a lot of conservative people in my community, but I mm. also knew that they adored me and they trusted me because I've done a lot of energy to like build that trust. And as mm. I started speaking up on things like this and like anti-racism, um, Black Lives Matter, gender, most of them stuck around and they're all grateful that I'm expanding them. Like even sometimes they're like, yeah, I don't agree with all of your viewpoints, but I stay because you challenge me and you make me think differently and I'm growing. And it's like, yeah, that's what we have to do. People who have the privilege and even as a queer, I mean, I'm still a man. I have the privilege, who have the privilege, um, not honor, but privilege in the like privilege part. Um, cause it's not an honor that I have a lot of people that are conservative and homophobes in my community, but it's a privilege that I have them. So it's my obligation to speak to them because mm. people who know what's right, not what it says in the Bible, but know what's right according to like scripture and doctrine. Um, they're still around, they're still everywhere. And so it's like, yeah, it's been beautiful. Um, I don't just have a progressive community. I have the entire rainbow and, um, most of the time, the conversations end kindness. Sometimes I need to get a little assertive, but they've been open and nimble to all of these conversations. So, so like what I we saw... were talking about, oh, like what Sorry. we were talking about in the prayer request is, you know, you got to have that genuine fellowship and that genuine fellowship tears down the mistruths and, and half lies that a lot of people hold about the other and, and you being that light and that representation, uh, allows them to come into genuine fellowship and, and, and learn a little bit more and expand their world. So that's beautiful. So thank you for that. Um, what were you going to say, Danny? I was going to say, I saw this on TikTok, but I'm curious to like where this journey has taken you. Like where else can people see the quilt? Where can we see in the future? Like what, you know, uh, like, are you following the news or do you let the news dictate when you remove things? Like, um, uh, well, of course I'm always aware, like really, cause pe like my community is so, yeah equally passionate about the quilt that anytime anything changes i get slammed in my dms and emails like it's <laughs> yeah. time to remove it like recently there was something that happened and um i forgot which state it was but there's a new one where it's about to happen and i was like it hasn't happened yet it's not legal so i'm not going to remove it it's just something they're talking about which right. one was well, it? West it was Virginia. the state it was the West state Virginia, where they they weren't allowing state funding anymore for it but it wasn't a ban that's a totally different situation right Right. And some people didn't understand that. So that was really cool because I got to talk about the nuances of it with them mm. so that they actually understood that there was more work they had to do if they lived there. What's the most unusual yeah. thing that's come out of this? Uh, this? <laughs> 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 uh, 
I mean, honestly, like it's kind of it's it's kind of funny, and I haven't said this yet because I don't think of you in this way, but like I'm really trying to make fetch happen, and so like I'm really talking about it, and I even have merch that says fetch is happening. And as soon as I put oh, that out, you contacted me, and I was like, I just manifested that. That's pretty neat. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, I, I am everywhere. I'm on Instagram. Um, YouTube, the TikTok, it's popping over there. A Facebook group. I have an online sewing school. My um, my website. I'm I'm everywhere. Like in real life, that. I'm boring. Online, I'm really really cool. What's the message that you hope people get from the quilt? To stop being an innocent bystander because they're not innocent, and bystanding the torture of kids. So if you're in if you're in a state, whether or not you agree with. Who we are doesn't really matter because that's a choice you make for yourself. You don't make my choice for me. Then you need to fight for these kids because it shouldn't be happening. And anyone who takes the energy to truly understand what it is, they're disgusted by it. And so clearly somewhere there's not an open conversation about what's really going on behind closed doors um, that people need to open, open themselves up. Right? If you want to throw slings at us, throw, throw slings at the grownups that are queer. Throw it at me. Mm. I can take it. I've been through it. You know, it'll, right. it'll bounce right off me because I'm, I'm powerful. But kids, nah. Nah, because of like the homelessness and the suicidality of kids, especially mm. those that are like kicked out of their homes. Nah, that's not cool. You're a bad parent if you're doing that. I'm going to say that you are indeed a bad Christian. Yes, I agree. And my mother always says that uh, kids are, are on loan from God. They're not even ours. She's like, they're on loan to us. They are entrusted with, we are entrusted with them. So it's disgusting when uh, someone would ever throw a child out uh, when God has entrusted you uh, with that. You know, listeners, if you're asking, what does this have to do with God? Well, you know, we have a few Bible verses uh, to throw at you. Yes. First, there is our scripture of the day. God made us artisans, honey. So again, Exodus 35, 35, the Lord has filled them with skill to do every kind of work done by an artisan or by a designer or by an embroiderer in blue, purple and crimson yarns and in fine linen or by a weaver, by any sort of artisan or skilled designer. And then there is God, who is the ultimate crafter. Psalm 8, 3 to 4. When I look at your heavens, the work at your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? And Psalm has a lot of crafty language. It's poetry, honey, too to some degree, not all of it, but most of it. Psalms 19.1 says, the heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Mm. Isaiah 64.8, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter and we are all the work of your hand. So uh, I'm, I'm curious, uh, wh- what kind of faith <laughs> uh, Roll good to wait for the play. end for this one, Azzy. Good, good to wait for the end for this oh, one. Oh, did I? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's no on purpose. It's good. We didn't ask how churchy you are. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what, what role faith plays in your life today, Matthew. Faith. Am I churchy? <laughs> no. Um, because uh, the church has been weaponized against us too much, and I've been traumatized mm-hmm. too much by it that... I never knew it was even an option for me to consider being Christian that um, I, di- I didn't know because all the messages that I got, I was baptized when I was 18 with my sister. We both, she was older than me. We both chose to do it as an adult because it was important to us. 
But then once I got into the work, um, read the, the Bible a few times, cover to cover, just to make sure what was in there so I could have mm. conversations. I didn't want to be ignorant because I assumed mm. everyone around me was, was ahead of me on this journey. And somehow right. I was behind. So I had to catch up and find what people have been saying to me, find what they've been talking about. And you know what? I didn't find it. I didn't find it in there because I, once I read and I understood and I understand the language of the Bible written in ethos and not logos and historical context and mixed translations. Um, I realized that I can't really talk to most people because they haven't done this work. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to go to church to be performative, which most people do. You can see how I live what, what I am. I don't feel the need to label it. And it might be my aversion to say, yeah, you know what? I am actually Christian because that word has been, it's inflicted so much damage on a lot of us. But anyone who watches what I do, I mean, when I do public events, I have people coming up to me all the time. I'm doing the work of God. And I'm like, thank you. I mean, really, I'm just being a good person. Like what it says to do. That's it. It's nothing special. Yes. But you're, but truly, truly you are shining your light. Like I could see it through TikTok, you know, in a dark, dark place. <laughs> like, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm telling you, but I could see it. I could see it as soon as I could see it here. When I talked to you, everyone could see it from your background and the unicorn ears on your head that you just spread joy and positivity. I mean, I really think that that's like such a big, huge secret to life. Is just is, is just like shining as much as you can, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I just really uh, uh, appreciate that about you. Um, I want to know: you're actually familiar with church quilting circles? Like, have you actually been in one, like like around those ladies? I have. Yeah, actually, most quilt guilds around the country are housed in churches. So whether they're affiliated with the church or there's a member of the church that has the guild, um, every time I've ever done a presentation or taught a class probably 95% of the time it's been in a church. So I've seen it. Do I participate in it as someone who's not getting paid? No, it doesn't feel welcoming. I actually have a problem with the fact that quilt guilds are housed in churches. If they're wanting to expand beyond the pearl clutcher demographic into more people like me, that could be really triggering to someone who hasn't prepared for it. And every single time I've done a presentation or a class, Every single time, and I'm not exaggerating here, someone has said something to me about toning down my gay or not talking Uh, about certain things, not bringing up this quilt. And they always think that they have the best intentions and what they're doing is the right thing. And it's not the right thing. Uh, (laughs) Like that's not what you should be doing, especially right before I perform. So at the moment, I'm considering building my own guild of people who are interested in inclusion and diversity. And that's what it's going to be centered on and not centered on the white woman. Take it from the, the, the pearl clutchers and give it to the pearl necklace wearers. That's amazing. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean my, I'm, I'm testament to the fact that there are, there are people out there. Across all my platforms, I have like 500,000 people that are on, on board with my mission. I just wish Honestly, that they would recognize they, that. They don't if recognize there was that. A quilting night at Akbar, I'd go. Wouldn't you go, Ezzy? I would go. Honey, there is a craft night at Akbar. Yeah, but they ain't quilting. They're making like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Or, or like lesbian Christmas story. That's true. They're not quilting. Happening. Well, yeah, Matthew, you need to come to I totally want to do that, though. Well, you know, if come, someone come. wants to, like, yeah, like like you were saying, Ezzy, if somebody wants to express themselves through arts and crafts, like, what piece of advice do you have? Like, what's, like, a good first craft to try? 
like a simple one people can get going on? I mean, paper crafts are always fun and a good place to start, like origami, because you usually have it around, um, and that's something to do. But really, anything, like there's beginner anything. Quilting is super fun. You can make zipper pouches. They're fun. I mean, if anyone wants to do it, I have tutorials everywhere. Like, Oh, that's a good advice. That's perfect. Yeah, so it's like my YouTube has a bunch of free stuff, and if people want to pay, they can join my school. But you're yeah. not going to Mr. Miyagi me and be like, make 1,000 paper cranes before I ever let you touch a needle. I, that's my challenge. <laughs> I challenge you now to that. <laughs> I'm going to make a gown out of paper cranes and win a maxi challenge just for you. Um, <laughs> this was so awesome. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for finding such a beautiful and creative way to just show the momentum against conversion therapy. We are so grateful for your message and for you. Um, we love having you. Thanks for having me. Honestly, y'all are doing great things. Um, and really just being a part of this and learning more about you um, is opening my mind to the possibilities of where I can land with my own journey in faith and spirituality. I'm grateful for that. Oh, yeah, that keep, means so much keep, to us because that's what this is about for us, right, Ezzy? Yeah, keep building that genuine fellowship. Keep being the example of building genuine fellowship. And that's you're doing beautiful work, Matthew. So we say, you know, we say God is love. God, like, you know, being an example of love is the best thing a queer person could be. Like, you don't need a church to have your own connection uh, to your creator. And there is messages for you in the Bible. You just have to not, you have to you have to look for them. They're there. They are for you. Read about David and Jonathan's steamy gay love affair, by the way. If you don't know about that, listen to that episode. I still can't even breathe. Um, we love having you, honestly, and um, love to have you again and uh, follow your journey. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Of course, I'll come anytime. Y'all are rad. Um, <laughs> you guys, for your tithe, love offering, charity, act of good this week, show us your queer Christian craftiness. We want to see your quilts, your pottery, your cross stitch, your woodworking. Make me a god's eye at a macrame. Heck, we want to see your macaroni necklaces, you freaks. Show us anything you make got. Make me a jock strap. It could be a jock. <laughs> make him a macaroni jock strap. It sounds a little uncomfortable unless it might be cooked first. It might be cooked. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's take us into the closing prayer. Uh, God, we'd like to give thanks for the gifts and talents of Mr. Domestic. Let his crafty talents just give the glory of God to everyone and show people um, how awful this practice, this definitely sadistic and horrible practice of conversion therapy is. Um, we want to pray for other people who are developing their gifts and their skills uh, wherever they get those gifts from. Um, we'd like to pray for Sophie and the Christian Youth Theater. Let them open up their eyes and realize that the queer folks that are making their Christian Youth Theater so wonderful um, are just celebrating the gifts that God gave them and want to find a place to do it. And if it doesn't work out, let them find their own safe journey of a place. Uh, uh, we'd like to pray for Abigail and the art and poems and songs that she's finding and sharing. Uh, and we'd like to pray for all of you. Uh, thank you for joining us again for another Yes, Jesus. Amen. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Yes, Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yes, Jesus Pod or on our website at YasJesusPod.com. If you like the show, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor. You can find the link to do so in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, leave us a five-star review, my guy, or share with a friend. Doing so really helps us reach new people and keep the show running. Yes, honey. And now you can also leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website. 
and that's at yesjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show, so drop us a line and send us a recording at yasjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a shit crafty. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and... Oh, oh, me, 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 Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced and cannot be done without freaking Deacon Ross Mary, as well as our <laughs> social media manager, Sophie Serrano, and our delicious Meredith Pauly. It's Ross Murray, not Ross Mary Murray. Um, yes, Jesus <laughs> is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustillos, and Steve Michaels. What do you say, Mary? Hey, honey, you know what? God loves you just as you are, and don't you dare forget it. So keep praising the Lord, girl. 